Hello, I'm Jeremy Pearsons, and this is the Believer's Voice of Victory. In today's broadcast, my grandfather, Brother Kenneth Copeland, gives the answer to any problem, any dilemma, any challenge that you may be facing in life. You know what the answer is? Have faith in God. Now, this comes as a new revelation for some, or it might just be a good refresher course for others. But I encourage you today to hear it with an expectation to receive. As a born-again believer, you have a covenant with God, and you need to find out what that covenant includes and why every believer should have a working knowledge of the fundamentals of faith. Open your Bibles to Mark chapter 11. We've been talking about the basic fundamental of faith known as calling things that be not as though they were. And that one, in my experience over the last 53 years that I've been studying it and preaching it, it's actually the first Really the first message I ever preached. And uh, some people had to get over religion. All I had to get over was sin. I mean, that, that was my background. <laughs> I, when I came in, this, this first thing, I, this, this is the only thing I've ever known. And uh, somebody said, well, Brother Copeland, maybe you need to learn some other things. You need to be well-rounded. I don't want to be well-rounded. This is what I'm called to do. Well, Brother Copeland, don't you know anything else? Yeah. Well, when are you going to preach something else when you get this? <laughs> no. This is the primary assignment of this ministry. And other things that have to do with faith, the love of God. Healing, deliverance, the righteousness of God, tearing down strongholds of fear. All of that revolves around, well, think about the armor of God, above all, taking the shield of faith. Because none of it works without faith. None of it works without love. Faith works by love. It is by faith so that it might be by grace. Do you notice the faith the first? Well, everyone, every preacher, every believer should have working knowledge of the fundamentals of faith. Every pastor, every apostle, every prophet, every evangelist, every pastor, every teacher should be a teacher and preacher of faith. Amen. We are faith people. God is a faith God. So, however, I, I do want to mention this fact. And this is misunderstood. It's so simple you have to have help misunderstanding. And that is... My calling, the primary calling of this ministry was to study, learn, have working knowledge of the force of faith. 
Now that's primarily what I'm called to teach his people faith. Now, if, if it comes up sometime and I'm praying and I'm not quite sure what I'm supposed to preach in a service, I just go to Mark 11:22. Praise God. And I found out when I go there, see, that's my calling. When I go there, it just branches out from there to wherever I need to be. Now, if I, if I was a specialist in medicine, I wouldn't be trying to do all different kinds of medicine. I'd be doing what God called me to specialize in. If I was a specialist in the field of mechanics, instead of just a general mechanic, if I was an, if I was a turbine engine specialist, then I don't want to be messing with something else. That's where I need to be studying. I don't need to get off into your job. Amen. And when we get together, we will cover everything. That's what covenant is all about. Are you listening to me? The families covenanted together for the purpose of one family specializes in one thing. Let, let's take for simple uh, illustration. Here's a family that specializes in farming. They're farmers. That's what they do. Here's another family that specializes in the cattle business. They're, they're, they're ranchers. Well, the ranching people need the farmers. And the farmers need the ranchers. So it'd be good if they had children that married one another. <laughs> Got the farmland and the ranch land hooked up together. That, that's a simple illustration of covenant. I'm just doing my part. It's what we're called to do. And I'm glad you're part of it. And I'm glad you're my partner helping me do it. Praise God. So let's go to the classic teaching on faith where Jesus taught in the 11th chapter of the book of Mark. Now, I usually, as a practice, start at verse 22. But tonight I'm, I'm going to back up and... Jesus, in verse 11, entered into Jerusalem and into the temple. And when he had looked around about upon all things, and now the evening was come, he went out unto Bethany with the twelve. Now, why didn't he do anything? He didn't do anything. He didn't say anything. He just walked in there. And notice, it indicates... He looked around at all things and the evening came. It indicates that he spent most of the day in there looking and listening. Now they were acting just as ugly that day as they're acting the next day. But he didn't do anything. He didn't say anything. Now that's one of the first wisdoms of faith. And wisdom is the principal thing. Don't just be just flying on, just praying a scatter barrel and just quoting all the scripture you can think of and hope something sticks. <laughs> no. Now, emergency situation, yes. But when you do that, you do most of that in tongues. 
and in your praying and, and standing in the spirit. And then the scriptures that come up out of you, praise God. That is the wisdom of God. But I'm talking about life in general. And I had the Lord say to me one time, he said, Kenneth, you, you, you pray too quick. He said, take the time to meditate on this. Now, let me, let me back up just a little bit. My father in the faith, Oral Roberts, told me this early on. He said, and he was talking specifically about finances, but this work in, in any situation, I don't care what it is, anything that's, that's an attack, anything that's a problem. He said, take the time to pray in the spirit in faith. Don't just be just talking in tongues. See, Jesus didn't say whatsoever thing you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you'll have them as long as you're praying in a language you understand. No, he just said when you pray, believe you receive it. All right, let, let's go back here now. We're still talking about the fundamentals of faith. Now, Jesus walked into that temple. You remember he said, I only do I only say what I hear my father say. I only do what I see my father do. Well, it's very obvious when he walked into that temple, he didn't hear the father say anything and he didn't, he didn't see the father do anything. So he went back to Bethany. Amen. Now, the scripture doesn't say this, but I know him. You know what he did. He knew he was supposed to be in that temple that day. He went in there and saw what he saw and heard what he heard. And before he did anything about cleaning it out or anything else, he went back home to where he was staying at Bethany there with his friends and prayed that night before he did anything. That's the first wisdom of faith. Amen. All right. Now he went into the temple. Then he went back to Bethany and on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. Seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came if happily he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For the time of figs was not. You see, yet is, in, is italicized. At that point in time, if a fig tree was filled with leaves, there should be figs on it. If it was at the end of the season, there should still have been figs on there. Amen. That fig tree lied to him. The scripture said he answered it. That fig tree should have had some fruit on it. It cost him his life. <laughs> uh, there's a lesson in that somewhere. Glory to God. 
Jesus answered and said unto it. Now count them. Nine words. No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. Now it was afar off. It was far enough away he couldn't see that it did not have figs on it till he got over there to it. So, I mean, that, you know, that that's a number of steps away. Well, obviously, his disciples didn't follow him over there. But he said it loudly enough that they heard him. Now, I want you to notice him. His disciples heard it. They came to Jerusalem. Jesus went into the temple and began to cast out them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and would not suffer that any man should carry any vessel through the temple. And he taught saying unto them, is it not written, my house shall be called of all nations, the house of prayer. You've made it a den of thieves. Now, what they were doing, you brought your lamb in there. They would inspect your lamb and say, yours is blemished and sell you another one. Then after you're gone, they'd sell that lamb to somebody else claiming theirs was blemished. They had a con game going. Amen. And this was what they were doing. However, I I want you to notice something. The mission was not the cleansing of the temple. The mission was the teaching. He came in there to teach, but he had to clean it out before he could teach. (laughs) Amen. The scribes and the chief priests heard it and sought how they might destroy him. For they feared him because all the people were astonished at his doctrine. When evening was come, he went out of the city and in the morning. Now they had, he went back to Bethany. They had to walk right past that tree. Now you know good and well they didn't wait until night. Nobody's got a flashlight. The glory is not in manifestation. The fire by night. So there's enough light to see to get back to Bethany, which is a fairly decent walk. So, you know, you know Peter well enough to know. He went by that tree. Uh, if anything had been noticeable, he would have said something about it. Amen. Because the next morning he did. So somewhere, just, just figure up the timeline. Somewhere between 12 and 24 hours. Well, when evening was come, in 19th verse, that's 12 hours. And in the morning, that makes 24 hours. So somewhere between 12 and 24 hours. As they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Now, there is a specific lesson 
concerning faith. Faith is not a natural force. Faith is not a mental force. Faith is a spiritual force. And spiritual forces are far more powerful than the forces of physics. Far more. Amen. Spiritual things are from the inside out. When you got born again, when I got born again, when we accepted Jesus, we became what? New creatures. Old things passed away. All things became new. And all old things passed away. All things became new. And all things were of God, who is a spirit. You're a spirit. I'm a spirit being. The real you is a spirit. You can't see me. I can't see you. All you can see is my earth suit. If you go in space, you got to have a space suit. If you live here, you got to have an earth suit. Amen. And you can only see a little bit of my, my clothes suit. Amen. But see, you can't see much of my physical body. My hands and my head is all of my physical body. Well, you can't see anything in my spirit. I'm in here looking out at you through these windows. Amen. So, as a spirit being, God is a spirit being. Faith is a spiritual force. Now, when before we were born again, we were raised as outside-in people. That's the way we came up in the world. Everything we need is out there, and we need to get it. Amen. Either my parents have it, or an employer has it, or the government has it, and I need it. (laughs) And there's only just a handful of ways that I can manage to increase myself and add, add to me. I can work hard, borrow, borrow it, or steal it. Well, the third one is, is out. Borrowing needs to be out. But now where is it? The kingdom of God came on the inside of you and me with the moment we got born again. We were baptized into Jesus. We were baptized into the kingdom. Glory to God. What about Colossians, the first chapter? Giving God thanks. Who has delivered us from the authority of darkness and has, that happened the moment you got born again. Delivered from the authority of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear son. Now the word translated dear son is agape. We were translated into the love kingdom. Glory to God. And love is God. And it's the most powerful thing in existence. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It's big stuff. Now, the kingdom of God came, according to Jesus, 
into the inside. Everything you'll ever need is right in here. The creator of the universe is right in here. The El Shaddai God is right in here. The God of gods is right in here. Hallelujah. I mean, he knows more about cooking than anybody on earth. He knows more about sports cars than anybody on earth. He knows more about making thimbles than anybody on earth. He made it out. Ow! And he's right in here. You're pregnant with anything you'll ever, ever need. Give him a a loud praise. Hallelujah. Now then. They saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Peter calling to remembrance saith unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. Now here was Jesus' answer. Jesus answering saith unto them. Have faith in God. What about my money? Have faith in God. What about my family? Have faith in God. What about my body? Have faith in God. Oh, what about? I don't care what it's about. Have faith in God. And this week we we expanded that in talking about the almighty God, the El Shaddai God, the God who's more than enough, the God who's above everything, the God that created everything. And he created it all for you. Yes, sir. Not just a little piece of it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. More than you can see any way to use. And it's all right in here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And faith will take it from in here in the realm of the spirit and the unseen and bring it into manifestation in the seen world and put it in your hand. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.